0: on birthday. Welcome to Animoa, the animated movie watch. I'm Beffers. And I'm Bertie. And today is Alice in Wonderland. Woo-hoo. We have chosen this movie from a list of animated feature films on Wikipedia. It has a rating of over 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it gets its own episode here on Animoa. And we are still watching these films in chronological order. It's going <laughs> pretty well. Yeah, I mean, we are in the 50s, yeah. Yeah, but it could be worse. We, we made it out of the 40s. Yeah. Thank God. But yeah, no. Here we are. And here we have uh, a couple of really tasty drinks here, actually. Lovely well, tea party time. Yes, yes. A very merry and birthday to you. And to you. To me. To you. <laughs> How do you like it? Um, I like it. Mango. It's not sweet enough, but the mango really brings out more sweetness. I, I actually think it is sweet enough. Uh, I think you, you did a good job with this for, for my palate. For your palette. Yeah. Mm. Oh. You should say where the tea came from. Yeah, it came from Disneyland. Yay! They had a little Alice in Wonderland. Um, what? Not compilation. That's not what I'm talking um, A medley? A medley, sure. Yes. Yeah, it's like a, a box set yeah. <laughs> of of tea flavors. <laughs> I like this one. And it had the calip- caterpillar, I can't talk Caterpillar. The caterpillar on it. <laughs> Capillaries. You've been hitting nuka, have you? <laughs> uh, maybe. This is definitely not tobacco, Disney. They're <laughs> like, tobacco use. I mean, there were other things, I think, in the film with like people smoking. I think cigar, the walls. Yeah. yeah. But if they're talking about the caterpillar, that's, <laughs> that ain't tobacco, no, that's man. That's the wacky tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you smoke letters. <laughs> Wait, what? I always <laughs> thought that was both funny and weird. Oh, yeah. I've, I, 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 We'll probably get to this later, my, my thoughts about uh, the Caterpillar in that sequence. But, um, yeah. No. So, Alice in Wonderland. Trippy movie. Oh, yeah. Have <laughs> you read the original? I did. I read both um, The Adventures in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass back in, like, I want to say high school. Probably would have been the time. Me, too. I don't remember it that well, I'll be honest. But I, I do remember, like, certain sequences that I was like oh yeah, you know what, I guess they don't do this in the Disney version. And looking it up, it looks like there were a number of things that they had planned for, but cut. Hmm. Um, yeah, we can either discuss that now or later. Yeah, but, tell me about it. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, they they cut the the mock turtle and the griffin sequence. The mock turtle being that, uh, well, not a turtle, but a turtle. It's like like a cow's head or something like that. Oh, and it's really sad. That's gross. I um, <laughs> <laughs> um, guess it's based off of like mock turtle soup. The, the dish but anyway okay. um i think I, I forget if they actually had something planned for that or or if it made it to like an actual sequence that was then cut but a few of them were actual sequences that existed like there was something with the jabberwock did show up <gasps> yeah but it ended up being like not as threatening as all that but like the lead up to it was kind of scary i, I think maybe that's why they cut it and i don't know um the the thing with the, the, the duchess i remember there was like there was a character that was the duchess and she was really freaky and she had a baby and, and a huge head. yeah a huge yeah. head they cut that and then i think there was the white knight which i think is from the sequel um but they like i think they had designed him to be kind of like disney himself um, but yeah <laughs> okay. no, a lot of these things just didn't make it in an and i'm a little sad about it but Aww. they they still like made reference to uh the jabberwock through the Jabberwocky poem that the Cheshire Cat yeah, is but it was reciting. Just it's just the first, like, stanza or whatever you yeah. call it. I was so annoyed with that. Like, my, my as long as I've known of the existence of that poem, I was like, finish it! Finish it, damn you! At least go on to the next part! They wear the Jabberwock, my son! Just, ugh. Yeah, so a few things missing, and a few things shifted around, but boy howdy, uh, accurate depictions, I guess, of their appearances based off of the... Um, the illustrations, Teniel's illustration from mm-hmm. the uh, original publication, it, it's it's uncanny if you've ever seen those. I have, but I think when I was reading this in high school, what was in the book didn't quite match what I visualized mm. because of this movie. Oh yeah, because yeah. you would have seen this first. I mean, of course, I think yeah, all of us, <laughs> anybody, <laughs> any child has seen this before reading it. Yeah, and. I guess the I guess Lewis Carroll just didn't go into too much description about what this place looked like. He was more into the rhymes and the puns. The goofiness and the uh what not goofiness, that's not even the word uh, nonsense. There we go. It is just nonsense. (laughs) Sheer nonsense. Yeah, so I didn't like the book in high school, but I think Mm. reading it as an adult, I would like it. Yeah, I wanna I wanna take a peek at this again personally, especially after seeing it again. I hadn't seen this for, I think I, I said, like, <laughs> 13-ish years. I, I want to say it was kind of mid-college was the last time I saw this. Okay. Um. I, when was the last time you saw it? Oh, it might have been college also. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I know I was doing, like, a big Disney rewatch in college, but... I don't know if this was a part of it, or I think it was just a time with my friends where we just sat down and watched a bunch of Disney movies, one after the other, and this was one of them. (laughs) And we just made fun of it the whole time. But in, like, an endearing way. Yeah. (laughs) As you do. Um, So, you like this adaptation. I, okay. (laughs) I have a weird kind of, like, love-hate relationship with this movie. I do, too. Because, like, there's parts of it that I freaking love. And then there's parts of it that I'm just like, okay, this is this is dumb. <laughs> or, or this is too weird. Or I'm just not feeling it. Can we move on already? What's mm-hmm. the point of this? I mean, because I mean, yeah, I guess there's not really a point to it. That's kind of the point. Exactly. It, it's just sort of this weird acid trip of random characters, so many characters. I think it's like the most characters in a Disney film. So there's just far. so many. Possibly. <laughs> possibly <laughs> ever. Um, But definitely for so far, like there's just a huge cast and just keeping track of it. And it's just constantly moving. And it's so dreamlike. That was a note I made. was just like it captures that feeling of like dream logic, which is I I, whenever I'm running down my dreams, I'm just like, okay, dream brain is like something I'll just sort of like write in the margins whenever something happens. It's like, (laughs) why? Okay, yeah, that's just my dream brain doing dream logic, I guess. And it, it happens so much in this movie. And I'm like, okay. I don't know how much of that is from the original or how much of that is just like the visual medium kind of capturing that. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, love-hate for specific characters, love-hate for the tone, love-hate for the pacing. Eh, I guess I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think if this were not a dream, I would hate this movie because there's no plot to Right. Her. Basically, she's chasing a white rabbit and then yep. she wants to go home. That's it yep drugs <laughs> i love how it <laughs> all metaphor. falls apart at the end because oh you have all the characters come back yep. and that's how my dreams fall apart especially yeah. the most stressful one that, that that yeah that that final sequence where she just starts running and then she just keeps coming across all the characters like oh help me and they're all still chasing and it's just chaos it's like yeah that that feels probably the most like a dream than any other part and also all of these people are trying to catch her and yet they never catch up to her. That also yeah. happens in my dreams. Yeah. There's always like this the same amount of distance between them until right at the very end, right before she wakes up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. That stuff, the, 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 the dream aspect of it. And I, I do kind of find it funny because I think growing up, I was always just like, no, it was real or something <laughs> like there was a, the chance. Cause I, I, I think you want that. You want it to have been real yeah. because it's so ma- magical and mystical and wild and stuff, but my last note was just like, it was legit a dream, y'all. Like like <laughs> she she told herself to wake up and then she woke up. It was a dream. <laughs> and you can even see like all the elements that sort of led to the building of the dream. Like you have all the butterflies and bees at the beginning and that leads to the bread and butterflies later that she sees in the dream and she's getting her history lesson and then we get all these weird little political references in yes. her dreams. The caucus race, the caucus race. <laughs> I don't know there's there's stuff that I definitely like and then I I couldn't even tell you like what it is that I'm just like I don't like this it's just certain moments and scenes that kind of just drag on and I just have like question marks in my head like like like, what why what right what is going on for me it depends on which character is present and Mm -hmm. we'll get to the characters soon I'm looking forward to that but on the same thread as Dream Logic, there was a lot of comedy, a lot of really oh, yeah. clever stuff happening in the backgrounds or while people were talking. Yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy that? I No, the comedy in this is pretty solid. Um, and again, I'm not sure how much of that comes from the original writing or how much of it was just like Disney, whatever. I know some of it is absolutely from like yeah, modernized, like this is what we're throwing in here because you had... Uh, Ed Wynn as Mad Hatter, apparently ad-libbing so much of that sequence really? where he's like uh, the, with the, 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 um, the rabbit's watch and he's like fixing it. Okay. Um, he, the, the thing with Mustard! <laughs> now don't be silly. Um, Like that was like an ad-lib and they had, like, Disney wanted it in there when he heard him do it. He's like, that's funny stuff. And they're like, but there's too much background noise. Where are we going to pull that into in the movie? But they managed to trim out all the excess noise and isolate him saying that stuff and get it into the movie and actually animate to it which is so cool yeah because um, this is well before you had like voice actors just ad-libbing stuff because like, that was just for like the um the video reference that they had because uh, i think they did a lot of like animation reference with like live actors and stuff for this as well okay and that's where that came from it wasn't just him in the recording booth it was him like acting on a set or whatever and they still managed to pull that line in and get that. And I, I love the mustard part. That's like, I quote that so much. Oh, really? My whole family does. Okay. And nobody knows what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's really sad. How do you not know mustard? <laughs> That whole Um, scene, the tea party scene, is my absolute favorite. It's a trip. Not because it's a trip, but because of all the funny things they do. Well, yeah. To the teacups and the tea kettles. But that's also a trip. Yeah. I mean, because a lot of it is completely nonsensical. And it's like, you can't do that, but it's funny. (laughs) And, like, just the constant movement and, well, yeah, change places, change places. And... Like, poor Alice never actually getting a cup of tea, and they just keep pouring more tea, and they keep drinking it, and she never gets it. It's just, it's a a really entertaining sequence. And things are happening when we don't even know they're happening. Like, the the hair cuts a teacup in half, and then he says, after that, I'll have half a cup. And you're like, oh. I get it now. (laughs) There's a reason for everything, except there's not. There's not. There's really not. And then um, I think there were a few lines I wrote down. Hang on. Uh, Not necessarily just that. Well, I mean, I love twinkle, twinkle, little bat. Like, that's just so absurd. I love it. It's Um, my favorite nursery rhyme. Oh, it's a good one. I like uh, how doth the crocodile something, something. Um, (laughs) When the white rabbit is, like, flustered and he says, don't just do something, stand there. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, that's brilliant. I love that. I love Flipping things like that yeah. in dialogue. Yeah, the whole novel is that way. Mm-hmm. Also, why is a raven like a writing desk? They never answered that. Well, there's no answer. That's the point. <laughs> People have come up with like answers that kind of work, but the point of that riddle was that it's unsolvable. There's no real answer to it. It's just more nonsense. <laughs> but I like the answer that uh, Edgar Allan Poe wrote on both. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. What are they? That's what it is. That's that's the answer. Oh, okay. He wrote on both. A writing guest and a raven. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's it. That's it. That's <laughs> all there is to it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Stupid Poe. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. And Carol. All these. Well, we talked a lot about a lot of action happening. Did you have any favorite animation throughout the whole movie? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I had an observation about the animation fairly early on when Alice is running and chasing the white rabbit right in the very beginning when she's just gone down the rabbit hole and has landed. The way she moves really reminded me of the way characters were animated moving in Cinderella in particular. Me too. Yeah, there's something about this era, I think. Whoever was in charge of that sequence, whoever was in charge of the character, and I failed to look this up. <sighs> Shame on me. Shame. But there was definitely like a visual correlation between the two, and I'm like, "Yep, Silver Age. We sure are there, aren't we? <laughs> yep. It just looks the same." <laughs> but no, my favorite actual animated sequence is um, what I just called the March of the Cards. I don't know if that's actually what it would be called, but it's basically the 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 just the instrumental sort of postlude to the Painted the Roses Red song. Mm. Um, when the cards all show up, the, the queen's cards, the card guard, I guess. Um, and they're all marching around and you have different colors and all the shadows and like the spiral that they create and just all that. And just thinking about like, there was no 3d support involved whatsoever. They're just doing all of that. And it makes me think of some Fantasia stuff. It makes me think of a little bit of, uh, Dumbo, a little bit of, yes, Pink Elephants. Definitely. Um, Because it was a little psychedelic. Yeah, by far. My favorite sequence was that. Oddly enough, throughout this whole movie, I thought this card song was the most psychedelic, even though I expected pretty much all the movie to be all psychedelic all the time. It's really kind of not. The colors all are bright, but they make sense until that point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then they get a little wild. Although I think they do say, like, in the song, when they're like... They're painting those roses red and they are painting them red, not red, not, not pink, not green, not aquamarine. I want to say the cars in the, in the, the sort of marching sequence there are green and pink and aquamarine because there are so many different colors. I think that shows up, which is really kind of clever. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All, all the character animation is good too. I, I, I love the. Designs of the flowers. Oh, me too. Those are some, again, very clever stuff, very cool. um And then really contributes to that love hate relationship I have with this entire movie because I love their designs and then I hate their song <laughs> and how much a bunch of assholes they turn into when they're yeah. like, you're a weed. And that, I remember that part kind of upset me as a kid. Uh-huh. Like, I was just so upset that they got so evil and mean and. Vicious to Alice. They're basically the elephants from Dumbo. They are. They are. That's exactly what they are. Bastards. <laughs> but the little, little, little baby. I think she's pretty. Yeah. Quiet bud. Oh, <laughs> <That's> so mean. <laughs> I love flower puns. Yeah. Oh, it's and, great. One thing about their song is that that's when you really get to see all the different types. You do get to see them. I just wish we didn't have to listen to that music. Well, you don't have to ever again. I don't. Yay! Yay. Well, yeah. onto characters we dislike. Mm. Other than the flowers, who do you dislike? Oh my god, dislike. I mean, I kind of hate the dodo. He's an asshole. Yeah, he's he's like the per, the perfect. Privileged white dude who doesn't <laughs> really know. Yeah, yeah, he, he doesn't even, thought of that. Yeah, he's like a government official. He 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 thinks he knows everything. He's probably been elected to a position of power that he doesn't deserve. That's what I get out of him. He's like standing on top of the rocks and and they're like doing the caucus race. She's like, no one will ever get dry this way. He's like, ah, oh, what are you talking about? I'm perfectly dry. <laughs> and ha 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 a fucking idiot. That's 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 what I get out of him. I saw him as a pompous British rich dude. White privilege. All right. <laughs> I, I, I see that too. But yeah. Um, I hated the Queen of Hearts. I never liked her because she's so obviously a narcissist. Oh yeah, she is. Um, but she's a kind of villain that I love to dislike. I guess so. I I, I there, there's, there's something great about her movement and her design and... A lot of her body language is really fun to watch. Like when she she goes from like being adoring, uh, or adored rather. (laughs) Not adoring (laughs) her her everyone cheering her on and she's just like, oh, soaking it all in to just immediately like a a, just flipping to (gasps) oh mother. It's just these polar opposites, but you 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 believe it but for both of those angles, you believe it when you see her and the way she moves and acts and stuff. I don't know. I, she's she's a good bit of character design. And I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But, you know, she is a bitch. <laughs> she is. I always love evil queens no matter what, but she is the one. I just cannot. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I also hated Tweedledum and Tweedledee. Okay, I want to know what what's their motive Like, what's their motivation for keeping Alice, like, there? I think they're also assholes. I found myself actually writing that down. It's sort of like, okay, they keep stopping her from leaving. And they're acting like there's, like, some sort of deep, dark purpose to this. Like, maybe they're going to betray her to the queen or something. But they just sort of are, like... No, we just want to keep telling our stories, and we want her to listen to them, and we just, just, just hang out with us. It's like they're desperate just to have someone hang out with them, and yeah. it's kind of sad in a way, but really weird. And yeah, they're they're kind of annoying. What uh, if they're the Queen of Hearts' children, ugh. and they they were just like set off into the world, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> and they're just like. Or they're trying to warn, warn Alice, don't go that way. Oh. Don't go that way either. Mm. All, the, all the ways lead, lead to, to the queen. evil mom. Interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Now you, you've, you've shed a new light on them. But uh, yeah, they, they are also responsible for the most random sequence in the entire movie, which is the walrus and the carpenter, which, again, love, hate, what the fuck, why is this here? But also, I remember every single like frame of that sequence, and I mm-hmm. always liked the song. Like, especially the bit where the walrus kind of strolls down underwater and the music is <laughs> and it's just it's so vis- again I've talked before about the, the visceral memories that we have and remember from our childhoods and that was one of them it's just him strolling down and then also when he's like the time has come and then crashes through the door Looney Tunes style <laughs> Like I remember all of that but at the same time I'm like what? are we wasting 10 minutes on this sequence because tweedledum and tweedledee that's assholes i was very disturbed by this story because he eats little babies yes he does he does indeed and he's really creepy yeah he's animated <laughs> <laughs> oh a side note on that sequence i was very confused and i had to write this down why the letter r was highlighted in March, when the oyster mom's looking at the calendar. Yeah, why was that? I looked it up, yes. Okay. okay, so apparently there's this old saying about how you should only eat oysters in months that include the letter R mm-hmm. and don't eat them in months that don't because those months that don't are May, June, July, and August. Those are summer months. No refrigeration. Ah. Oysters go bad, don't eat them. Oh, dear. So, Yeah, that was why that happened. It was that was such a strange thing. But yeah, it's it's kind of funny, though, when you know that and you're like, oh, she's looking. She's like, she's like, it's March. They're going to eat us. (laughs) This is not a good time to be out and about because this is when the folks like to eat oysters. Was this the only story tangent we had? Because everything else happened in Alice's world? I guess it was the only story tangent everything feels like a tangent in this movie though everything is a tangent it's it's just all a tangent within a tangent within a tangent speaking of tangents oh boy about Tweedledum and tweedledee yes surprisingly i did like them in a show that i can't stop talking about once upon a time in wonderland yeah, yeah in one. wonderland version since childhood i have hated these two characters so much <laughs> That it puts me off watching the entire movie. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. But in the Once Upon a Time series, both Tweedledum and Tweedledee work for the Red Queen. And they're all sassy and there might be some foul play going on. They're really cool. And they have a cool character design. They're completely unlike the movie. Okay, they did a good job. And you do mean the Red Queen and not the Queen of Hearts. That's yes. Right. Okay. They are two different people yes. in the series. Yes. Good. Okay. Because they kind of get conflated here in Disney. They were just sort of like, eh, take elements of both. Yeah. It happens a lot. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Uh maybe i will have to give that show another chance sometime. I just yeah, if we can find it, I guess. I find it anywhere. <laughs> well, we'll have to see. Any other characters you hated? No, but I want to talk about characters I like. Okay. Because I definitely have those, probably more than hate. Do you like the Cheshire Cat? I love the Cheshire Cat. I don't. Oh, no. He doesn't stop singing the first stanza of the yes. Jabberwocky song? Yes, it's true. He needs to get on with it, but he he still sings it, and I appreciate that. And he keeps disappearing and reappearing. Yeah. Again, he's just another asshole. Yes, he is just another asshole, but he's a very puck like asshole he is he's a trickster i like him yeah i'll give him that i love tricksters i love the bit where he mentions that he's seen where the white rabbit has gone and alice is like oh the white rabbit's like wait what and he just like completely (laughs) just fucks with her and i love his pose when he specifically says what rabbit (laughs) and he's like i i can't even describe it but it's it again one of those memories again that i recall from childhood that pose And I love him just messing around with the Queen and deliberately kind of getting Alice into trouble because he's a fucking trickster. I like him. And I love the grin. He's creepy. Which I actually, speaking of that, uh, the Cheshire Cat grin thing apparently predates the Cheshire Cat in Carol's book. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I guess it was a phrase that existed before that. And people aren't exactly sure what the hell it means or where it came from. Okay. <laughs> That's all I've got there. <laughs> there's there's various ideas, but I don't really want to list all of them. Point is, he did not come up with that, with the idea of a grinning Cheshire Cat. But he personified it. Absolutely. it got super popular, I think, post the Disney version of the movie. I can see that. Yeah. Another character I love is the Caterpillar. <laughs> I love the Caterpillar. I love the whole sequence. I, lo- I-, I think I was actually scared when I was little of the bit where he starts yelling at her about his height and then, like, <laughs> explodes into a poof of hookah smoke and then is a butterfly. Uh, <laughs> it's very, very trippy. I just think of the one bug from A Bug's Life. He's like, I'm a beautiful a butterfly. butterfly. Oh, God. Oh, no. Now I'm just, like, imagining them hanging out. No. <laughs> the caterpillar, though. I, like character, I like how kind of unsettling he is. I like the the letters and the smoke and his little crocodile uh, recitation (laughs) words. Enjoyable character and an asshole. They all are. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the white rabbit because I like flustered characters and he's also like the only kind of straight man in the entire world of Wonderland. I also like that he is the voice of Smee that's true oh yeah I, I don't even think I registered that until you mentioned that oh, as soon yeah. as he opens his mouth I'm like Smee Smee <laughs> try and stop me Smee <laughs> no, try and stop me stop me I like the king and I like the guy who yells hooray yeah <laughs> that one guy that was some modern humor that was really freaking funny it's Like, and the king yeah, he's like, waving, enthusiastic. And then also um, right before that, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, Jack! Yeah, the one Jack. The one Jack. Because it was, a, I guess, the Jack of Hearts, so there's only one. <laughs> but yes. And I thought the King of Hearts looked like a Lilliputian. You, yeah. Uh, it did. Kind of had that, like, like, yeah, the King of Lilliput specifically, right? Yeah. That kind of soft-spoken... Think so? Guy, I think that's what that guy looked like. Or the other sort kid. of. I get them mixed up, but he's got the hair, yeah, really curl at the end.
1: Quite a bit.
0: Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. <laughs> I was like, why does he seem familiar? It's because we just kind of watched that. So yeah, <laughs> um, our characters: the Dormouse, the March Hare, the Mad Hatter. I mean, I I like them all. But I also don't like them all. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love those three so much. Oh, okay. Yeah. You do? Okay. That's that's fair and it's valid. But I think I just get kind of annoyed with them as well because they just don't settle down. <laughs> They're just go, go, go. Except for the Dormouse. Dormouse is just pretty chill. Cat! Cat! Except <laughs> for that part. <laughs> I, I hope I can find on YouTube at some point, and if it doesn't exist, somebody make this, like a back-to-back comparison of... Alan Tudyk and his role in Wreck It Ralph, and then Oh the Mad Hatter because yes. it's so obviously yeah yeah it's it's absolutely an homage to mm-hmm. Edwin and his performance. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'd I'd love to see that side by side, um, and just hear like one right after the other. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, gosh, any other characters, specific characters, um, Alice. like. Alice. 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 Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about her. She talks to herself a lot, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, I kind of feel bad for her. She is just a little girl who's stuck in her own warped fantasy dream. But <laughs> but that was me. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how she is also played by the same actress who plays Wendy in Peter Pan. That's right. We will get there very soon as well. Got it? Catherine Beaumont Yes. Okay. And I think... Oh, God, is she still alive? As of a few years ago, mm. she was. Okay. But I haven't checked recently. Uh oh. Oh, no. So, somebody, please go check on Wendy <laughs> Alice. Oh, no. Wendy <laughs> Alice. <laughs> <Is there anything? laughs> yeah. Oh, and oh, no. also, the Queen of Hearts was played by Vera Felton. Oh, of course, yes. The fairy um, godmother. Yep, yep. And um, Elephant Matriarch, and she's just and been around Aunt forever. Aunt Sarah. Yes, on the Radiant is Which, again, we'll be getting there soon, too. Yeah. Oh man, so many fifties movies that I do and don't remember. But yeah, this one, parts of it I love, but at the same time I don't. (laughs) I see this movie as the Disney company trying to stray away from fairy tales, even though they take something that's old. Yes, they. It's not easily digestible because of just the The nature of it. Yeah. Yeah, and I admire that. Yeah, that's true. It is a diversion from what they usually do and i guess they do it well i can't fault them for the you know the creativity and the adaptation of like you know like again the illustrations and the the style of the characters that they 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 match Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool i will say the weaker moments did involve alice to kind of bring it back around to alice herself musically her songs were just the worst. Yeah, but the point in the flower song is that she was a bad singer. Yeah, which and is funny. Yeah. But but the, I do mean like the sequence is like at the very beginning. I forgot she had that song there and I just kind of write oof. On my notes. I already forgot there was a song in the beginning. Yeah, no, it's, it's how forgettable it is. And then there's one where they're in the Tolji Woods or whatever, and she like sings sadly, and then all the things disappear, because I guess she's sad, and she makes them disappear. I don't really get what's happening there. I thought the sad song was pretty endearing. I didn't expect her to sing it well, because she was crying throughout. Yeah, I just didn't expect her to sing it well, because she's not good. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but that, yeah, no. There were definitely stronger songs. This is my segue to music, I guess. Yeah. Did you have any specific questions about the music or should I just be like, I like this? No, I didn't like that. Well, I think I can speak for both of us when I say that the Marion birthday song will be in our heads Oh yeah, for a week. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Even on my birthday, which is this week. <laughs> You're dating the time that we're recording this. As of recording this. Okay. This week. It will be your birthday. But until then, you've got a couple more days of unbirthdays. Yay, tea. Yay. Yay. Clink. Oh, my God. That was a very solid (laughs) clink. Mmm, It's cold. (laughs) And it's gone. Thank God. Okay. It was great when it was warm, but it's cold. Um, But, yes, a very merry unbirthday will be stuck in my head. That and also Painting the Roses Red, which has also been one of my favorite Disney songs um, from, like, the older era. Okay. Uh, I don't know why. I really like it. It's, it's, it's catchy. It's less uh, reminiscent of, like, 40s music, which is what I think of the flower song. Okay. Um, so that's why you don't like it. That's that. why I don't like it. Guess what? I don't like... Actually, 40s and 50s, usually. It just depends on the song. Because, like, I know we're when we come up on, like, Lady and the Tramp, this is the night, our bonanote, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's like one of my favorite songs. Um, but yeah, We're jumping the gun there. Yeah. A caucus race also gets stuck in my head. The walrus and the carpenter also gets stuck in my head. I found myself surprised by how many tunes in this. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. Mm. That gets stuck in my head. Holy crap! So a lot of good, but then also the stuff that I didn't care for much, so much for with the flower song, the Alice's songs, the. the repeated first phrase of the jabberwocky poem <laughs> i like the tune i guess but i just wish he would continue it god damn it if they had done the jabberwock how would it have looked probably like the illustration oh yeah that I mean, is pretty scary yeah i know that... well actually no i think they were gonna dumb it down and like make it like oh it's not as scary as you thought is. I kind of wish they had done that because the Muppets did the Jabberwock, and oh. that Muppet looks exactly like the illustration, and it's carried me so. I need this freaking s- much. Yes. I'll try to find it. Yes, please show this to and me. We'll post we will post it on Twitter at Beffers and Birdie if we can find it. You're good at plugging that. Like, I am. Yeah. Because I've run it. <laughs> please. I have this on my mind. Please come visit me. <laughs> please. <laughs> Oh, this was a kind of a visual thing that I noticed near the end uh, when Alice and the Queen and they're they're doing the croquet match. If you look at the hedges and the backgrounds, they are literally scribbles. (laughs) Like, like, it's like somebody took a storyboard and didn't actually finish rendering the backgrounds. It's literally looks like pencil scribbles. Just here's a hedge. Uh, I don't want to draw leaves just <laughs> that's what it looks like and I was shocked and I forgot to look up like hey was that on purpose or did they just like say fuck it we're not finishing the backgrounds or what happened or, there you know what you could blame alice because maybe her dream was like hey let's let's get into politics no more of this background <laughs> we don't nonsense. need to worry about the backgrounds anymore but, yeah you know what I believe that i know in my dreams sometimes i'll just Stop rendering scenes (laughs) in in my brain, and it's just like void? Sure, who cares where this is taking place? It's either that or it's like the house where I used to live in Ohio. (laughs) It's two locations (laughs) at any given time. (laughs) But yeah, I found that kind of interesting. (laughs) Hmm. Was there anything we did not touch on before I move on to our final discussion topic? Well, let me scroll on our cheat sheet and see. All Oh, uh, we didn't really talk too much about, like, the background and the development. Okay. Um, which I don't have a whole lot to say about that, except for the fact that it did kind of have a little bit of production hell. Because it was, the the rights were acquired in 38. <laughs> so, like, right after Snow White was successful, wow. Disney was like, I want Alice in Wonderland. Because I think he had wanted it for a while, but he hadn't had, like, the success yet to sort of um, justify the acquisition yeah. And he, he got the rights to the books and also to the illustrations, hence why the characters do look so reminiscent of um, Tenniel's uh, drawings. But then, yeah, you know, uh, they worked on it and it needed a rewrite. And then World War II happened and then they took another pass at it and then they took another pass at it. And then Cinderella was further along in production. So they pushed that forward mm. and it was just it just kept getting delayed so that's that's about all I know about it in that respect, though. All right. Yeah. And I think that covers most of our things that we usually talk about. Yeah. So if you had another question. I wanted to get your input or sort of brainstorm hmm. what we think the ranking is for character popularity for this movie specifically. Ooh. Because I think the Cheshire Cat is... Just everywhere in terms yes. of merchandise. Yes. But I think the Mad Hatter shows up just as often, but he's not as celebrated. He's not. Um, Mad Hatter, I think, even from the actual publication of the books, has been a popular character. And shows up in all sorts of different versions and adaptations. And God knows that the live-action remake put him kind of front and center. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. We don't have to talk about we it. We won't. So so I think he is, in a sense, just as, if not more popular than, like, the Cheshire Cat as a character. But as just, like, as an icon, I cannot iconographically speaking. Oh. Ooh. Iconographically? I don't know. Is that a word? I don't know. I may have just made it up. The Cheshire Cat is just... That just blows everything else out of the water. Cause I just remember like in Hot Topic and things like that. you just be oh, like, look, geez. it's the Shosher cat. Again. Oof. Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a somewhat dated example. But <laughs> what can I say? And as for villains, the Queen of Hearts doesn't show up very often either. She doesn't. It's because she's not really a standard villain. She doesn't show up until like the final like fifth of the movie i mean she's barely really in it and True. she does feature very prominently in the sequence that she's in but uh and it is a long sequence but it's it's not until the, we don't even hear about her for such a long time we don't even have any inkling that she exists and then she just sort of shows up and she's you know she is a villain she does villainous things but she's not the overarching villain there is no overarching villain other than alice's own trippy brain Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> villain? Protagonist? What? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, she doesn't show up in as much of like the the Disney villain lineup, you know, when, when yeah. people talk about, like, yeah, this is my favorite villain, or these are the villains that are getting merchandise and stuff like that. I don't think she's as popular. Hmm. So if you could put these in order of popularity, the way you want them to be popular, what would they be? Those three characters you mentioned or, or any just of them. any. All of them. I think the Cheshire cat does deserve high status. Um which because again, it's just such that iconic look, the purple and the pink stripes and the grin and the the pose and it's just like, yeah, no, you you're cool, dude. You can you can be there. I wish the caterpillar was more popular because I like him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe he is, and I just don't know it. Mad Hatter and his buddies. Yeah. No, I I, I I think it's pretty solid. Maybe the White Rabbit uh, deserves a little more love. I don't yeah. think I see him much. I mean, and he's pretty cute design. The White Rabbit is so stressed out the entire damn movie. He he needs some he recognition. He a break. <laughs> that poor... Everything. He, he keeps getting things destroyed. His house, his house. His furniture. He has really cute furniture. I don't know if you <laughs> noticed. Everything has bunny ears. Aww. And it just, like... This dude's just throwing it and smashing it and wanting to burn it. And then his clock, his old, probably very old clock, (laughs) gets destroyed and mustard poured in it. No, no, not mustard. Not mustard, no. (laughs) Don't be silly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, If I could rank these in terms of how how popular I wish they were, I would put the White Rabbit higher than they are now. Yes. I would put the entire tea party party <laughs> much higher than they are now, higher than the sure. Cheshire Cat. Okay. I would move up the caterpillar. Yeah. And I would actually put Alice pretty high up there too. Because huh? this is a world of her making. She created everything she, She's <laughs> onto a god. <bond. laughs> she needs more credit for that. That's she's true. not just a silly girl. This isn't just a dream. She imagined this. This is true, and she does at one point, have a cute little line where she's like, I should write a book about this when I wake... Or not when I wake up, but that's basically what yeah. we know is going to happen. And then it's like, I guess she probably does, because she's Lewis Carroll after all this. Wait a minute, what? Sure, let's rewrite history. Yeah. Woo, cool. feminism. <laughs> and there we have it. <laughs> so, God, that, that was that. I, I think... I rank that a, huh? At a what? Join us next time for Peter Pan. Oh, man. It's going to be okay. Okay. It's going to be okay. I guess I'm looking forward to um, The Crocodile. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just that one tune. The Crocodile and his little theme. Just another asshole. Yeah, does not. I like the (laughs) asshole characters, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Peter Pan. Yep. See you next time. Bye now. Got a couple more days of unbirthdays. Yay, tea. Yay, Yay. clink. Oh my god, that was a very solid <laughs> clink. Mmm, it's cold.